Well, uh, I've been so, we've been so blessed by Roy Godwin's ministry. Some of us have stayed at Freud of Brennan, where he was leading the retreat center for 20 years. Uh, uh, as a church in our life groups, we did the blessing course, which was a massive transformation for us to be a blessing and bless those around us, even those people who know the Lord, people who don't know the Lord, and declaring blessing over one another. And uh, the book, The Grace Awakening, has had, again, a powerful impact. And we're so thrilled that Roy uh, has agreed to uh, minister this morning uh, to KCC. And so I believe it's a word in season and a word for us specifically as we transition in these exciting days. So over to Roy now. Hello, Phil, Caroline. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. And hello, everyone who is joining us together. Um, it's wonderful to have this time with you. And let's just start with prayer. Father, thank you for our time together. We know, Father, that we can do nothing without you. So we come to you in our weakness this moment and ask that you would overshadow us with the Holy Spirit and that you, Father, would turn your face towards us, cause it to shine upon us and fill us with your peace. We ask in the wonderful and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I want to tell you a little bit about a friend of mine who, before I knew him, was the most wanted man on his continent. And there have been numerous attempts to try and arrest him that had failed. He was involved with the police through organised crime and he was well hidden. But eventually something occurred and there was evidence that my friend was the culprit. And so a warrant was issued for his arrest. He was duly arrested. While he was awaiting trial, the most unlikely thing possible happened to him. He heard the good news of Jesus and gave his life to Jesus. His trial then took place and uh, he'd been waiting in prison anyway, but he was sentenced to quite a long, sen uh, quite a long sentence. After a short time, there was the first attempt to murder him within the prison. There was a great concern that if he really had become a Christian, he would spill the beans and name names. So he was put in solitary confinement where there was some abuse. He remained there for some time, but a Christian visited him, never met him before, and made his acquaintance, talked with him, said he'd go again. And out of that, my friend spent some years working through the New Testament in particular and doing some correspondence courses with a Pentecostal church where he was learning all about Christian life and witness. After some years, the day of his release finally came. And when he was set free, he, he wandered into a nearby city 
and uh, wandered around enjoying his freedom and he noticed that there was a service in a nearby cathedral and it was daytime he thought oh I wonder what that's like I've never been to a church service in my life and so he went to the door and a man saw him and said excuse me aren't you so and so my friend said yes he said I read about your case in the newspapers and I have been following you in prayer every day since, lifting you up to Jesus. Is it true that you have become a Christian? And he said, well, yes it is. And he said, well, I'd like to welcome you and I'd like to speak to you at the end of this short service. So Steve sat through, sat through the service. It was fairly brief. Uh, but there were a number of people there, not many, but a few. And uh, at the end, this man came and explained that he was uh, an official in the Anglican Church. And he wondered if my friend would go back the following week at the same time and just tell people about how he'd become a Christian. And he thought, well, I don't know what, in this huge place with a dozen people, is it really worth it? But, well, I've never done anything like that. I suppose I could try it. Maybe this is what church is like. So feeling rather disappointed, nonetheless, he agreed to do that. And the next week when he turned up, he couldn't work out what was going on because he was struggling to get even anywhere near the cathedral because of all the crowds of people. Eventually, somebody spotted him and a way was made for him. He was taken into the cathedral where the man he'd met before was waiting for him and greeted him and took him down to the front. And uh, he looked around and the cathedral was packed with people. And then there were all the people outside. So he said, well, what's going on? He said, well, I went on the radio city radio and said you'd be here talking about Jesus these people have come and my friend thought oh maybe that's what church is like and then the service started with a pipe organ and a hymn a short reading a prayer and then my friend was invited to give his testimony he'd been speaking for about five minutes when he saw that the people in the pews were beginning to shift in their seats and turn and look at each other and then to whisper and then to speak and then the noise in the congregation kept growing and he thought, didn't expect that, is that what church is like then? But he looked at his friend who, keep going, so he told his story. By which time as he got to the end there's quite a lot of noise so the man who was responsible stood up and thanked everybody for coming and closed the meeting. And he went over to my friend and said, were you put off by the noise? And he said, I was rather. He said, well, did you know what was going on? Did you understand what was going on? And he said, no. He said, well, what was happening apparently was that as you began to speak the name of Jesus, the people sitting in the congregation were being healed and encountering Jesus. And my friend thought, oh, I think that's what church is supposed to be like. Because he'd never been to a church. He'd only read about 
what is a church in the New Testament? And he thought, that sounds more like it. That's, that's more plausible. Uh, moving on from there, going to other churches, he discovered that whatever the ideal, that was not the experience of many local churches uh, at the time. Why am I sharing this story with you? Well, you and I are in the process of coming out of prison. And what I mean by that is the confinement, the restrictions, the uh, limited to your own home, and then you can do exercise, but you can only go so far. All the restrictions that have been on us because of COVID. And God has something to say to us at this time. Now, you may remember God is no stranger to deal to dealing with people who are coming out of lockdown. He delivers people out of lockdown. In the Old Testament, his people were in lockdown effectively. They were prisoners in Egypt and he led them out. Daniel was in the uh, lion's cage, the lion's den, but God led him out. Paul was in house arrest, but God was with him. We read in Acts 1 of Dr. Luke describing something of the situation of the disciples following the crucifixion of Jesus. When the unexpected had happened, even though Jesus had, to, had worked so hard to make it expected, and the disciples were traumatized, they were locked away, and they were in fear, just as many people were in fear when COVID was first explained and announced over a year ago. You remember how fear seemed to grip so many people. But Jesus broke into the place where they were locked away and he led them out and he gave words and he brought healing to some of them. Think of Peter. Go and tell the disciples and Peter. Healing Peter who had rejected Jesus, who denied Jesus. Or Thomas. So full of doubt, Thomas, you don't need to doubt. Look, here are my hands. You can put your fingers in the wounds. Here, here's my side where the sword went. Would you like to, to put your hand in there? And Thomas finds, finds in the presence of Jesus and the graciousness of Jesus, truth, and is healed of his doubts. And then what Jesus had to do coming out of lockdown for the disciples was to retrain them for a new day. It wasn't going to be life as usual. But what he began to do is to talk to them. And what did he talk to them about consistently? Well, bearing in mind that this was on the third day following when Jesus has been risen from the dead, He's not talking to them about the theological depths and practicality and mechanics of how he won salvation for them. He wasn't talking to them about how they should go and build church. And he was not talking to them about what church should look like in a local situation, how it should be managed, how it should be run, and how you should write a constitution. None of that 
was there for a moment. What he talked to them about was the rule of God, the kingdom of God that has now broken out on planet Earth. God's kingly rule is no longer limited to heaven. But in Jesus and through the power and the foolishness of the cross, through the, the amazing fact of the resurrection of Jesus, a new day has come. The rule of God has broken in and has triumphed over the ruler of this world. Everything is going to be different. It isn't just that it's the marker, the event that happened, but it's that a new age has dawned. Heaven is invading earth. And the disciples are being taught about that, about the reality of the rule of God, the kingdom of God, which as Paul was to say later on and write, does not consist in words, but in power. This is the breaking in of the rule of God in the disciples' experience. And you can imagine them listening to the words of Jesus and finding it wonderful and absolutely terrifying and seeing, seeming to them to be out of context with reality because they were still scared, they were still hiding. They were aware of their weakness and how they had let Jesus down. Wouldn't it be good to go back? You could imagine them thinking. Why can't Jesus just pick up where he left off? Imagine the crowds that will come. The Romans crucified him. He was dead and buried. But come and see for yourself. He's alive. Imagine how people would respond to him. And we could walk with him and go back to how it was before. And Jesus says, no, when you come out of lockdown, it's going to be different. It's a new time. It's a kingdom time. And you've got to leave the old behind and be willing to lay down, to sacrifice your demands that are natural demands. To say, but we want to go back to the confident place we were in before. The place where we're relaxed, we know what to expect. This is how things are run. This is things how things happen. And Jesus says, no, it's new. Listen to me. Don't worry, just listen to me. This is all about God's rule. And you and I know, of course, that the king over that rule is Jesus. When he was ascended to the right hand of the Father, he became the king of the kingdom. I believe he's saying the same to you and me. As we come out of lockdown, we will be longing to recapture some of the things that we've lost. I, mean, I can tell you honestly that I long to be in the midst of a crowd of people who are singing and praying their hearts out in worship to God and thanksgiving, glorifying Jesus. I'll be there on my face amongst them. I just long for that. I know I won't be able to retain my, my tears. I just long to join with a throng of brothers and sisters who will again open their mouths to bring an offering of praise in spirit and in truth. Don't you? And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not suggesting for a moment that there is. 
But the way we live life and what we expect and how we function, that, I believe, is being challenged by Jesus. Life cannot any longer just go back to how it was before. Or the redeeming work of God, who didn't send COVID, but is redeeming, exercising his redeeming purpose through it and out of it, as he does in everything, we'll miss it. We'll miss his redeeming work. And we'll be walking in the past instead of the present. We'll be celebrating what God did do instead of celebrating what he is doing and what he's about to do. So, what sort of things do I mean then? What am I talking about? Well, here in uh, Acts 1, as Jesus is talking about this, he, he starts to talk to them and says, now, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That sounds good. And I don't know about you, but I know that as a follower of Jesus right now, I need more power. I am tired. I am weary after this long period of, of COVID limitations. Ah, I miss embraces with friends. I miss meals with friends. I, I miss gathering with friends, whether in thousands, hundreds, tens, or a few, to glorify Jesus and see his kingdom come. I desperately miss all that, and I long for more power. I know I'm going to need it for the days that come ahead. And I know that you are a Pentecostal church. This must be ringing loud bells for you. And I need to say to you, not wanting to uh, offend anyone at all, that you may have had the most glorious experience of the Holy Spirit years ago. You may have a fascinating and wonderful testimony. And, and I've got to say that if you have ever encountered the Holy Spirit, whatever size you think your story is, to those who hear, it's spread from heaven. Share your story. But right now, I don't care about any of that. I want to say to you in the name of Jesus, are you ready to receive it afresh? To make sure that you're coming back, as the disciples were here in Acts chapter 1, to the Jesus who is alive, not who was, but the Jesus who is right now. And you're ready to receive a fresh and new baptism of power as the people of God, not just together, collegially, but each one of you as an individual. You. Those of you who are thirsty right now, I bless you that you may drink. And those of you who are thinking, well, it's just me. You know, I really don't have anything to offer. I don't have anything to bring. Bring that sense of who you are and what you do not have to Jesus. And ask him to touch you and meet you right there. And he will. Because his offering, his promise that the Spirit will come and bring power is not just for a few who are specially gifted, but as Peter says in here, for all flesh, 
everyone. In fact, he says later on at the end of his sermon, in fact, this gift of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and for your children's children. Keep going, your great-grandchildren their great, 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 great grandchildren, on through the generations. The offer is there sealed with the blood of Jesus. That if you are thirsty, you may come to him and drink. Rivers of living water will flow out of you. How is that going to happen? Because he's going to cause them to flow into you in the first place. And living water will flow out of you to refresh and win others. We need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what else? That the gifting of the Spirit that Luke is recounting here of Jesus is that you may have power for a specific purpose. And that's to be a witness of Jesus. And here is something that I believe Jesus is wanting to call us back to right now as we come out of our lockdown experience with COVID. How can I become a witness? Just me. We're not talking about great gifts, we're not talking about apostles and prophets or, or teachers, uh, any of the fivefold ministries. We're, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about gifts to the church. We're talking about every person. Every person in the body of Jesus, if you belong, you're called to be a witness of Jesus. And, and how can you be a witness to Jesus? Well, to begin with, you can be a witness to Jesus through the life you live, but your life needs to be empowered to do that. In other words, the, the, the way you are, how you live, needs to express integrity and righteousness and holiness, love, gentleness, peace, mercy, need I go on? So that your character does not cause people to hear any words to say, rubbish, look at how they live. Doesn't matter that you're not yet made perfect, being on the way is sufficient. Secondly, by your deeds. What do you do as a follower of Jesus that bears witness to him? How do you remember the poor? How do you serve them? What do you give to? On whom have you had mercy this week? How did that work? And did you name the name of Jesus? Was there the opportunity to do that? Thirdly, uh, your words, what you speak, speak of Jesus wherever you have an opportunity. Not to batter people over the head. Don't pick up your, your Bible and threaten them with it. But ask God to open doors into people's hearts when you meet them. Do it gently. Don't sit down and say, have you heard of the spiritual rules of salvation? Say, do you know, can I tell you something that's happened for me? I, I prayed to my Heavenly Father and it's wonderful the way that he's answered me, I believe. Have you ever prayed and sensed that God might have answered you? <laughs> A national opinion polls say a great many people will say yes and we'd be glad to tell you about it. 
You see, just these gentle ways that open things up. You have witnessed to Jesus when you begin to talk in this way. You are saying something has happened because of him. But, but the next thing, and the exciting thing, is this. Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in other words, where they were, and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, moving out. There's been a revolution for us as Christians during this period of lockdown, and that revolution is the digital world. Suddenly the church of God has caught up with the world in its use of technology. I'm speaking to you now, courtesy of video. And this video will be transmitted online, edited, prepared, and then published for you. It's an amazing world. But I bet you have got used to things like Zoom or FaceTime or Skype. And the world is a click away. Who do you know in other nations? Who do you know in your neighbouring nation? Who do you know on the other side of the planet? You can be a witness to them now without ever leaving the comfort of your home. It's an extraordinary opportunity. And I want to challenge you that um, in, this is a very broad brushstroke because we all have different circumstances, every member of your congregation can now be a witness to the next area, the next nation, and to the nations, even to the other end of the earth. Every one of you, who do you know? Start praying about those who you know. They may be friends, relatives, people you used to work with who've emigrated. Doesn't matter who it is. Why not make a list of their names and where they are and start praying for them first while you're saying, oh Lord God, open doors to them, but empower me by the Holy Spirit. That will give you a radically new church where every member is doing what it should do. Every part of the body, every limb, whether it's a tiny little finger or a massive neck muscle, whatever it may be, functioning together as the body, going out into the world in the glorious name of Jesus. It's time for something new. That's what Jesus is saying. And it comes with the gift of power that enables you. Seize the day. Don't miss what God is doing. Don't miss what he's saying to you. Let me bless you now in the name of Jesus. Guys, this is eyeball to eyeball stuff. It's not a prayer. I'm speaking to you face to face, eyeball to eyeball. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Every one of you, I bless you in the name of Jesus. That as you look towards him, you may know the radiance of his presence. In the name of Jesus, I bless you that the tiredness around your heart, around your spirit, the exhaustion of everything related to COVID and lockdowns, restrictions may fall off you now. That suddenly now, I bless you in Jesus' name, your spirit may soar, that you may rise up again in the name of Jesus. I bless you in the name of Jesus that when you ask, he may come now and baptize you afresh 
with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to wait. He's not. He is pouring out the Holy Spirit on all flesh. You have not got to persuade him. He's doing it. All you've got to do is open your mouth by faith and drink afresh. I bless you that unusual power may come upon you and upon the leaders and the pastors of your congregation to witness to Jesus. And I bless you that you may walk in the new paths that God has for you as he leads you out of where we've all been. Not back into the past, but forward into the new this is a new day. Give thanks for the past, but the past is the past. Do you not see? Do you not have eyes to see, ears to hear? Do you not know that the Father is doing a new thing? It's been a joy to be with you. And I'm going to pass you over now to the safe hands of Phil and Caroline. Thank you so much, Roy. I believe that is a word for us. Yeah. It's so, so, so in line with what so many of us have been mm -hmm. sensing. We are not going back to the past. We're not going back to church as normal. Mm -hmm. We're going into a new day. Uh, seize the day. Carpe diem. <laughs> seize the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seize the yeah. day and it's time. Mm -hmm. We want to be a church yeah. where every single person is being prayerfully intentional about mm. every single day yeah. and are being used by God mm. through to people in other countries, to people next door, yeah. to people that you meet mm. on the street, to people that you work with, where you relax. And I just, I, I believe, I've been sensing this week, even in my own heart, there's fresh oil. David declared you have anointed me with fresh oil. Mm -hmm. Psalm 23, my cup runs over. Yeah. But in this time, he doesn't want us just going inward mm -hmm. and going, uh, just thinking about ourselves, but look outward and let the Holy Spirit, Father, I pray for fresh oil yes, upon each and every mm -hmm. one of us. I pray the gift and calling mm -hmm. God will be stirred up, will be, uh, Lord, that Lord, like mm -hmm. Saul of old, was transformed into another man as he got around the, the school of the prophets, mm -hmm. that you will transform us in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. And I pray, Father, as we prepare now, and as we work towards mm -hmm. coming back together, that we will go into something fresh yes, and new, Lord. that KCC will become something that you ordained it to be in this new season, in Jesus' yes, name. Yes, Lord. And in I Jesus just saw name. that those living waters of life, rivers of life, rivers of life, just right now I just declare rivers of life, mm. living waters of mm. life, that you would overflow the living waters of life. It's not a heavy yoke. This is not a heavy mm. yoke. I Amen. believe the Spirit of God is just saying, let the river just flow out of your life 
and I just see someone right now, you are laughing, you are laughing with joy, the release of all the pain and yeah, all the, the sense of being confined. I just declare freedom, freedom right now in Jesus', in Jesus name. name, life. I speak life mm. over every person. Oh, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for healing right now in Jesus' name. I just speak healing over someone's wrist that you've injured your wrist. I just speak healing. Yes. I speak healing to ribs. I'm not quite sure thank why, you, <laughs> but somebody injured your ribs oh, and it's affecting bless. your your pain and breathing. Jesus I just speak name. clearness of breathing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And someone's yeah. chest tightness in your chest the pain mm. in your chest oh. and we just speak complete <laughs> healing over your chest in jesus name and i just believe the holy spirit is saying yeah. here, here, where the spirit of the yes, lord is lord. there is liberty is yeah. with you and we just break off every heavy yoke yeah. the anointing breaks the yeah. yoke of bondage in yeah. Jesus name yeah. we break off the heaviness yeah. right now in Jesus name and we declare he has given you a spirit of love and power yes, and Lord. soundness in your mind go and be good news receive yeah. his good news with yes, the joy of the Lord is your strength Amen. and go in his blessing today Amen. in Jesus name in Jesus name well for <laughs> one final time in this uh, these live streams where it's just been by the internet before yeah. we go back next week we are going to declare and let's declare it over each blessing. other the blessing number 624 the priestly blessing the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you soon. See you soon. On the screen or in person. God bless. <laughs> Have a great week.